Hi everyone, thanks for checking out our special bonus friends episode. Just a few quick things before we get going. We had some issues with Meg's audio, so it'll sound a little bit weird for this episode. And just to let you know, this was also recorded before the Friends special had a confirmed release date. We also make reference to the specials being aired weekly. However, this may not necessarily be the case going forward. Enjoy! Due to COVID-19 restrictions, we're recording this remotely. However, as Mitch and I live in a different county to Meg, we will likely continue recording remotely post-COVID. Hello, you're listening to Watched It, Missed It, Skipped It, the podcast where we usually discuss, dissect and react to our favourite TV shows on the condition that one of us has never seen them before. But today, we're doing something a little different. Don't worry, we'll be back to discussing Desperate Housewives on Thursday. But each Monday, we'll be doing a bonus episode talking about our favourite shows and movies that we won't be watching in full. Today, we'll be talking about one of Ellen's favourite shows. This is the one where we take a deep dive into Friends. I am Meg. I'm Ellen. And I'm Mitch. So format-wise, this is going to be a little bit different to how we do like our Thursday episode. And we're going to be a little bit more chill and a little bit more sort of interviewee maybe i don't know but i have some talking points and basically essentially we're just gonna let ellen go off about friends so i feel like one of the things that people bring up a lot about friends these days is that it aged pretty badly and i kind of want to know where you stand on that to begin with oh it aged piss okay (laughs) it aged like milk okay (laughs) um uh, yeah, it's, I think it's definitely one of those shows that I think now, unless you grew up watching it or watched it maybe in the early to mid-2000s, you are not going to get it. You're going to sit there okay. and get it apart. Um, See, I find that quite interesting that you've said that because, as as you know, I I didn't like Friends growing up. Like I, I, tried, I tried a few episodes here and there. Maybe it's just because I didn't watch the overall... You know episodes mm. but yeah i i could not stand it when i was growing up but then obviously after we got married or moved in together or whenever we watched it and you know i essentially rewatched it for the first time would have made a good podcast <laughs> um i fell in love with it and it was absolutely brilliant and yeah so i just find it quite interesting how you've said unless you watched it growing up you mm. wouldn't get it i think i'm gonna offend some people finally um... i think it's one of those shows you cannot apply 2021 logic to because it wasn't around then um and while i do believe in holding people and tv shows and movies accountable for things that are are, are genuinely truly offensive and wrong and would have been then as well just we didn't talk about it I feel like Friends gets unnecessarily picked apart sometimes yeah. by a younger generation. Are you, are you, ta- are you talking about Gen I am. Who are applying 2021 mentality to a TV show that was created nearly 30 years ago. Before they were. Yeah. So moving on from that, one of the words that I've got written next to that kind of prompt is problematic. And would oh, yeah. is that something that you subscribe to that Friends is in air quotes problematic? Yeah, definitely. Okay. I mean, 
we are a very white show. Sure. Very yeah. white. Um, but also in the, you know, Chandler's dad. Yeah. He's very clearly a trans yeah. woman. Love And is just used as the butt of a joke. We We never see her in a male form, hmm. which leads you to believe wholeheartedly that she is a trans woman she is a woman um and they just brush over that and it's just the butt of a joke mm. um there's also i suppose that the whole chandler is very homophobic yeah yeah but they all are for, to some extent but he is the most for such a gay character <laughs> <laughs> for someone that is big gay energy yeah why so homophobic yeah um and then obviously there's ross yeah. Who is Everybody's favourite character. Misogynistic piece of trash. Yeah, I would also, maybe, if we were talking about my relationship with friends, I might argue that Ross is the one that's the most homophobic, but that is a completely different conversation, I think. No, I completely see that. Okay. Completely see that. Um, maybe equally as... But like, in different ways. Yeah, I feel like Chandler's comes from a place of trauma, really. Whereas Ross... I feel like... Yeah, but you saying that, I feel like technically they both come from places of trauma. Mm-hmm. I feel like Chandler's is, I don't want to be seen as a gay man, so I'm just going to like reject it entirely because I don't want to be like my dad. And then Ross's comes from, my ex-wife hurt my feelings because she's a dyke. By the way, I'm a lesbian, I can say like... <laughs> yeah completely that 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 Chandler's feels very I don't want to be like my dad Mm. and I suppose the way that he sees it his dad ruined his family yeah um and he doesn't want to be like that um and Ross yeah is just he had his feelings hurt get over it buddy I get that it was probably traumatizing but it's also traumatizing if your partner leaves you for anybody else regardless of gender yeah that you know, it's no different if she'd left you for a man. He would have accepted yeah. that a lot better though, wouldn't he? Yeah. 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 He, Ross's mentality is very much, I don't want to have turned someone gay. Yeah. yeah. But if I was, you know, straight and married to Ross, I think I'd turn to. <laughs> I think we all would. Yeah. Yeah. But also, like, that can't have been easy for Carol, because I can't imagine that it's easy for a lesbian woman to come out to their husband in the so, 90s yeah. exactly yeah yeah and poor susan yeah. oh i love susan susan's the best susan is amazing and poor poor susan she tries she tries really hard and yeah. is just met with ross and his homophobia and then yeah okay she does then reach a point where she doesn't really give a fuck anymore but who wouldn't exactly but after several years of trying i'd give up too that's one of the things that I don't like when people point out. They go, oh, Susan's so rude. She's so unlikable because she's so, like, blunt. And I'm like, no, she's blunt and she's rude to Ross. That doesn't make her a blunt and rude person. She's just kind of giving back what she gets. Yeah. Also, she's fucking hilarious. And also, she is, she is stunning. She Again, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that. And, the, you know, also, the, you know, when it comes to Carol and Susan's wedding... That, you know, they still kind of feel like Monica's family. And obviously she is because she's Ben's aunt and whatever. Mm -hmm. But they still feel like there's that closeness there enough to ask her to cater the wedding. Yeah. 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 That 
that shows the kind of people that both Carol and Susan are. Yeah. In that, okay, we're not... Okay, from Carol's point of view, okay, I'm not married to your brother anymore, but I still love you. I still see you as family. Mm. You're my son's aunt. You know, they've... It's not really spoken about, but you can kind of tell that there is still some kind of closeness there. And the building of kind of unconventional families is actually a talking point I want to bring up later. So I'm Mm -hmm. glad that you've mentioned it, because... I always think about that when I watch Friends. But with, um, you know, like the homophobia, the like transphobia, all of that stuff, is that the kind of thing that you would say has aged badly? Or is it the humour in itself? Because a lot of what we hear from, again, like people my kind of age and younger watching Friends for the first time, is that it is, in air quotes, just not funny. No. I don't think think that it's not funny yeah um i don't think that it's the humor that's aged poorly i think it's it on occasion the subject matter of the humor mm-hmm. that's not funny um like with you know chandler's dad always being the butt of a joke mm-hmm. or whatever um i think it's the this is gonna sound this is gonna make me sound about 80 years older than i actually <laughs> am ah so 1202 um that i think it is a generational thing of growing up with different styles of tv mm-hmm. the in the 90s sitcoms were everywhere mm-hmm. yeah they were still around in the early 2000s with things like um how i met your mother new girl um and then even in kids format of things like drake and josh and iCarly they were technically sitcoms oh yeah sure um and that kind of humour. But I feel like they're... We don't really have sitcoms anymore. Um, but, but yeah, like... The, sitcoms used to be everywhere. And now it's very much... Drama and action. Or like dramedy. There's no straight Yeah, line. Yeah, and that we only have a very small select handful of sitcoms now. So I think it's just... The style of humour is a humour that they're not used to. Yeah. Although, speaking of sitcoms, I do want to give a lovely shout out to One Day at a Time because I love it. Oh. I was just thinking about that. Yeah. Excellent show. Yeah. Same but with sitcoms. I also... Yeah, but also, like, even side noting very slightly to a TV show we have said we will talk about at a later date mm-hmm. WandaVision. Yeah, when okay, come on. One... When WandaVision first came out, that's styled in the format of a sitcom. Okay, and. Um, it, it is very styled in the format of a sitcom and I'm not going to get too deep into it because like I said we'll discuss it at another point mm. um, but that to start with a lot of younger people on Twitter were like I don't get it I don't like it, it's not funny Interesting. I can't get into it and I think it is just potentially the style of humour yeah. it's kind of, I don't want to say slapstick, that's not right mm. but it's very quick witted sar- it's sarcasm Essentially, yeah. sitcoms are essentially sarcasm yeah and I feel like we've potentially reached a point in life where sarcasm is more now seen as being rude. Do you reckon that might yeah. be a British versus other divide as well? Yeah. Yeah, potentially. Yeah. Because yeah. like, a lot of the time when I see, um, which is interesting because obviously Friends is an American TV show, but a lot of the time when I see people saying, well, Friends just isn't funny, they are American. But maybe that's no relation, maybe I'm generalising a little bit. 
Yeah, and also what I'm going to say is going to sound a little bit odd, but like, obviously I'm not American. I've never lived in America. I, oh no, and I know that it's an American TV show, but I don't actually know how exposed America were to Friends. Okay. And I'm going to explain that. In the growing up, I remember Friends being everywhere. Mm -hmm. That you'd come home from school and in the evening, Channel 4 or E4 or wherever it was on at the time would have five or six episodes just running consecutively yeah. it was always on yeah you'd get home always turn on, on the tv and jamila jamil would be like in that friends for six months yeah yeah and it would be jamila actually i think yeah that's what i said it kind of time yeah. yeah um the it was always on and then on like the weekend you could find just like several hours of it just running yeah and then obviously when new episodes aired it, they'd be on late well, i think it was like thursday evening um like eight nine o'clock ish and it'd just be one episode but even when it finished it was still everywhere yeah still is everywhere. now still is now yeah and the, that's why i'm kind of like well maybe i don't know actually how exposed america is to friends like did they have constant reruns like we did and mm. still do because like like to us in like our household and whatever it was essentially background noise it was just kind of on yeah and i wonder if that's maybe it if that maybe they are less exposed to their own tv show i suppose in that way yeah than, yeah than we have been and that maybe that's where a lot of it comes from as well yeah but yeah some humor has aged poorly but i don't think it's the style i think it's the content okay. of some of the jokes so if that's something that is kind of um, seen by the general public as something that they didn't do very well, how do we feel about the actual representation of a group of friends, especially of mixed genders? Because that's something that I think they did do well, but I want to know what your take is on that. I think the mixed genders was done beautifully. Mm -hmm. Um. And it was nice as well to have a brother-sister kind of relationship where they were close. Yeah, you don't get that often. Because, yeah, because like I've always said to Mitch is that I've kind of always put down the fact that you and I are really close mm. to the fact that we're sisters. You don't see brothers that close. Mm. And then Mitch, as an example, has three brothers and none of them are that close. They don't have the kind of relationship like we do where I could just ring you and talk to you on the phone for like six hours, which we have done. A lot. we do do that a lot we do do that a lot <laughs> but he couldn't do that if he were to ring his brother it would be like a 10 minute max facetime probably mm. and then that's it um so it and that you don't really see it from brothers and sisters either like there's kind of the protective mm. aspect i suppose but you never really see them just close and as friends mm. and i think that friends did that quite nicely yeah, yeah. Um, in terms of different types of people, not really. Like I said at the start, everybody's very white. Mm. Um, yeah. And I think the most culturally divisive bit we've got is that Joey's Italian. Um, oh, the yeah. girls are Jewish. Yeah. And, and Monica um, used still... to be fat, but isn't anymore. Yeah, that's a whole other topic for yeah. a little bit later on, I think. Yeah, I feel like it does mostly accurately portray a group of friends mm -hmm. in their mid-twenties. Mm -hmm. Well, 
yes and no. Oh, and maybe it's just because I'm now living in a world that's nearly 30 years later, but um, none of my friends are all free at the same time. <laughs> Very you know, true. For long periods of time. Very to just true. Sit and piss around time in uh, a coffee shop. Costa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in a Starbucks somewhere. Yeah. We're never all free at the same time. We all have to book each other weeks, months in advance sometimes. And uh, I feel like, and this is just my perspective. But I don't have... Like, I have friends. But oh, I don't have... I don't have, like, a group of friends that are all friends with each other. Yeah. I feel like I personally left that behind when I left school. Mm. Um, I have friends, but most of my friends have never met each other. Very true. Like, they know of each other's existences, because obviously you speak about people nicely, not in a... Like, I fucking hate that person. You know? <laughs> But, like, you mention them in passing or in texts or in actual face-to-face conversation. But they don't know each other. They've never met. So I don't know how accurate it is in that point of view. But then I suppose that there are people that I went to school with that I'm still friends on Facebook with that are still friends with the same groups of people and meet up in groups of people that are, like, eight, nine, ten people. Mm. Pre-COVID, I don't know if they're still doing that now, just as a disclaimer. They're best not doing um, not currently allowed. <laughs> but I think similarly, it's also interesting that they don't have friends besides each other. Yeah, and yeah. that the only one that does is Phoebe. Yeah, she make mentions her like Phoebe's kind of like the Bob Mortar of the group. Like every single person she mentions is absolutely wild. Yeah, yeah, and that she does have friends outside of the group that she's constantly mentioning other people. Mm, that's true. Um, but yeah, none of them seem to have friends outside of the six of them. And when Rachel joined the group in season one, she ditched her old friends. But that was also a lifestyle yeah. shift because she wasn't happy doing what she was doing. But it is interesting. Yeah, she just basically ditched everything. But yeah, it's it's nice that they have such a nice close support group sure. of each other. But I feel like sometimes they get a little possessive of each other. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas I've always kind of liked the fact that not only are they a group of friends, but they all have a relationship with each person in the friend group. Um, yeah. And it's also nice to see uh, platonic, like, male-female relationships that aren't... I mean, yeah, they do pair them off a little bit, but they're not there to be each other's suitors. And yeah, a lot of the time, a lot of people um, point out that uh, the boys make a lot of, like, jokes towards the women about like I don't know like wanting to see them naked wanting to know if they like kiss each other or whatever but to me as gross as it is that's pretty true of a friendship that has mixed genders in it yeah um like I'm on the receiving end of that and they know that I'm a lesbian like it, it people just like I don't know I don't know does it make it okay probably not but this is not the podcast for that but <laughs> point I'm trying to make is that also Showing, yeah, that you have these three women that are really, really close. But also, the lads are too, especially Chandler and Joey. And despite the kind of no homo-y aspect of it, it is nice to see a male relationship on screen from that time where they are legit that close. Yeah. Yeah. But also, you know, how nice would it have been to have Chandler and Joey together? Yeah. That's my ideal. Well... Interestingly, 
do you think that if they made Friends now, like not a reboot, but like they hadn't made it in the first place, they're making it now, would they be together? What would Friends look like if the first season were made tomorrow? I think... Joey and Chandler would be a couple. Love it. I still think that they would have the whole Ross's wife left him for a woman storyline, but I think it would be dealt with better. Sure. Um, I think Phoebe would definitely be a lesbian. Oh. No, yes, actually. Come to our side, Phoebe. Maybe, maybe bisexual, pansexual doesn't really put labels on it just like a floating goddess yeah um, just like a queer little pixie yeah no labels just love no, no labels um, just vibes yeah. <laughs> um rachel i think would probably be pretty much the same mm-hmm. i think ross would also probably potentially be the same in the misogynistic controlling kind of way because oh. I think you can still do it accurately, but better. As in actually having me called out on it. Yeah, because people are like that. Lots of people are like that. Mm. Um, And they need to not be like that. But yeah, I think it could be done nicely in the whole way of you are very problematic. You, the way you treat people is disgusting. Mm-hmm. Um, see a therapist. That's interesting because I feel like if they made it now, they wouldn't dare have a character that you're supposed to root for be like that. Mm. Whereas mm. I think I think it would be more beneficial for an audience to have him have those behaviours and then have like someone like Joey be like, "Dude, that's not cool. We don't do that. We don't treat yeah. women like that." Yeah, and that you could still keep a lot of Joey as well, mm. like the whole. Okay, obviously have him and Chandler as a couple, or maybe not from the get go. Mm. Have them as roommates. Slow burn. Um, oh my yeah. god, they were roommates. And <laughs> and they were roommates. <laughs> um, and you could still have Joey's like sleeping with lots of women, mm. but make it men. Yeah. You could still have Joey as Joey, just gay. Switch. Yeah, just gay. Mm. Just switch the gender. Uh, Monica, I think, yeah, we'd still have Monica as Monica, I think, and just deal with her OCD better. Okay. Not have her, either have her as used to be being fat and actually dealing with how her compulsive eating became compulsive cleaning. Uh Uh-huh. And deal with that and not have her be the butt of a joke and her, 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 fat Monica's hilarious because, side note, it's really fucking not. Um, or just have her never have been fat in the first place. Or have her fat currently. That's the one I thought you were going to say. Yeah, because I just feel like with the original lot of it, I'm very sort of like, why has nobody addressed the one, she clearly ate to deal with her feelings. Mm-hmm. That's very clear in all flashback episodes. Two, that a white man, well, any kind of man, any kind of person, straight up gave her an eating disorder. And then she married him. Yeah, then she married him. And then she still didn't 
you know, nobody then still dealt with her traumas and why she was overeating in the first place and then just channeled it into having, I will say, some form of obsessive compulsive disorder because of the cleaning and everything has to be in its right place and at least very high anxieties, that nobody ever deals with that. Nobody ever goes, hey, um, I think you've just taken one issue and just put it into another one. Um, And the fact that we know for a fact that she is still... um vulnerable to binging episodes yeah how did Chana give her an eating disorder I see it that way because when Ross like in one of the flashback episodes is like I'm gonna go out but you can totally stay here Chandler you know my parents will be cool with it and Chandler's like you can't leave me here all night with your fat sister yeah and Monica overhears him and then she's like no I'm not hungry and then very clearly just loses a shit ton of weight in a year. Stranger things have happened. Stranger things have happened, but I I kind of very much... I interpret it as he kind of fucked her up a little bit. Okay. I get that. I think, But I also think that you could also argue that she already had some eating disorder beforehand and then... Yeah, just a switch of which one. Well... You don't necessarily have to label it, but disordered eating being swapped for other kinds of disordered eating. Yeah. Mm. But I I think he was definitely the cause of that. Yeah. And then she married him. Yeah. At least she didn't, um... At least he didn't throw her alive on a fire. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so, speaking of Monica... Mm. And Chandler... They obviously, when they want to start a family after they have gotten married, doesn't go very well. And I don't know about you, but one of the things that I genuinely fully appreciate Friends for is the way in which we deal with parenthood in general. Because not one of the six of them, when they become a parent or experience pregnancy, is never in the uh, like boxed in this is how you do it sort of way in that they weren't married with a house and this that and the other ben has two mums and a dad Mm -hmm. phoebe's experience of pregnancy that we see is uh to be a surrogate for her brother rachel becomes a mum as a single woman co-parenting with ross Mm -hmm. and then obviously chandler and monica end up adopting yeah, and they've said that before that they've done it on purpose to show that these different types of families do exist yeah. and that not everybody has children in the conventional manner. Mm-hmm. And that, obviously with Phoebe, obviously they aren't her children, but she birthed them. Yeah. She carried them and she birthed them. Um, all in completely different ways as well so you know from that as well you've got the whole surrogacy thing because frank and alice you know that was their only option yeah um so it, it covers all forms of parenthood really nicely yeah and that's something that i've always um really appreciated and i also know that you have quite a um connection i guess to mondler's sort of infertility mm. storyline yes um, yeah, so I have polycystic ovaries, um, very infertile. That's not, you know, 
necessarily commonplace for everybody with polycystic ovaries, but for me that is my situation. Uh, Mitch has no issues at all. Um, well, not with his fertility, but he has other ones. <laughs> <laughs> my balls work just fine, thank you. Glad to hear it, son. Glad to hear <laughs> it. to hear it. Um, yeah, so, like, even as a child, because I was, what, nine, ten, when the last episode of Friends aired? Don't know. Um, ten? Ten, when the last episode of Friends aired. Um, so at the time, you know, as a ten-year-old, you're like, oh, people are sad. Right. That's kind of sad. It's clearly a sad storyline. Sure. Um, and then there was a chunk through my teenage years and... No, just my teenage years. Um, <laughs> where it where I was like, oh, that that is sad, but like you couldn't personally relate to it. Because um, I was originally going to say my teens and my early 20s, but that is a load of horse shit because at 21 I was told that I couldn't have children. Um, so, yeah, from there on it has been pretty hard hitting um gets a full-blown sobbing reaction um but mostly actually that comes from when chandler is talking to erica when she's like i'm not gonna give you my baby and he goes and talks to her in the hallway and he's like i'll learn how to be a good dad but monica she's she's already there yeah and then I'm always like, ah! yeah, um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm getting some type of way. I'm literally tearing the I fuck have, up. I have tears in my eyes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that that hits pretty hard these days. But you know, it's it's good. It is what it is. Can't change it. But I think that the way they dealt with it was beautiful. Yeah. And how how do you feel about the decision that the writers made for the fertility issues to come from both sides? Um, I thought that was really nice um, because, you know, I think it was really nice that they wrote it in because of everything that Courtney Cox was already going through anyway. Um, And the, like, she, I I don't know how much you know, Meg, but, like, Courtney Cox has been really public in that her and her husband at the time really struggled to have kids. I think they'd had... IVF they'd had all kinds of fertility treatment and that the episode where Rachel's had Emma and they're in the hospital and they're trying to decide what to call her and Monica gives her her name like the name Emma um about a week beforehand Courtney Cox had actually had a miscarriage oh yeah um so she obviously found that really hard I think they all found it really hard um and then i think it was really nice of them to just sort of i think they'd already kind of written the whole well the next step for monica and chandler would be kids because monica's always gone on about them um but i think from there they then kind of took it as a well we'll take it in this direction you've got the experience you can guide us but only if you're all right with it um and she said that you know she was absolutely fine with it she really respected that they wanted to do it um and that she said before as well and i kind of agree that it was an excellent decision to make it both of them because of the kind of character that monica is if it had been one of them and not the other she'd have become obsessed with trying to in quotation marks fix it yeah but because it's the pair of them they're in it together kind of has to yeah she just kind of has to sit back and accept it yeah 
I also appreciate that their diagnoses are realistic and accurate because yeah. Yeah. it's so easy for them to go, they're infertile, and you go, okay, but how? Because plenty of infertile people have children. It just is very difficult. Like, infertility doesn't mean completely never going to have kids. Um, yeah. So if it was a case of, you know, oh, she's got a low egg reserve, that's not no eggs. Like, so you you, you can be very sort of picky about it. And I think the fact that he's got flow swimmers and that's why she's never gotten pregnant. And then the fact that she then has a, was it a hostile environment? Yeah. Or something like that, but not, not medical time, obviously. So that if she ever did get pregnant, it probably, sadly, wouldn't stick. Yeah. Like, um... they're very sort of, and, and that that is sort of final. Because that's then a case yeah. of, well, they couldn't do IVF because of womb issue and that sort of thing. So it kind of rules out everything to lead them into adoption perfectly. Yeah. And also that it didn't write it off completely either in the, again, very realistically that, okay, yeah, like I said, I was 21 when I was first told, you know, probably not going to happen. Um, and like... And obviously I've had other tests and whatever since then and have been told, again, probably not going to happen. But, like, when Chandler tells Monica and Monica's like, okay, well, what does that mean? Chandler says that the doctor has said, well, you can keep trying, yeah. but it's probably not going to happen. Yeah. Which is very accurate in what they say to you. Yeah, it's one of those um, things where it's like, you... we're not saying this is impossible, but... Yeah, you've got very low chances. Yeah. Here are the options that you can go for. You, you're welcome to keep trying naturally, but it's probably just going to be more stress yeah. for you than it's worth. But, you know, then good news with that is that, obviously, that by the end of season 10, Courtney Cox was very pregnant. She was. And I like that. And I also like the fact that in a very early season, it might be actually when Carol's having them. And they're all waiting around and some lady comes out of the wheelchair with twins. And Monica goes, how come she gets two and I don't have one? And then she gets her two. And then she gets her two. Um, yeah. I'm going to cry again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, on, on that note then, um, let, let's take it to a, a bit less of a heavy place. Oh. However, I'm going, I'm going to start my question off as a bold statement. Oh, hello. Oh, no. I'm going to annoy some people. I've already annoyed Gen Z. Who am I annoying now? Joey and Rachel should have been a couple. True or false? Yes. Excellent. I mean, true. So, <laughs> interestingly... True or, true or false? Yes. That was where I was going to go next. Was that the stuff that they did well? What were the hmm. things they did badly in the storylines that you think just did not fit? I think that Joey and Rachel makes so much sense. Mm -hmm. However, I don't agree with the dumbing down of Rachel to make you want to believe it. Yeah. Yeah, because you could you could have believed it without diminishing the character. I, yeah, and uh, I don't like as well that the writers spent three seasons building that up. Yeah. And then, what was it? I, th I think it was because the cast were uncomfortable with it mm. or they'd had some negative feedback somewhere. They just went, all right, no. Do you know what? If that's not good enough for me. No. 
I mean, if if Jennifer Aniston and Matt LeBlanc were that uncomfortable with it that they were like, I'm not going to do it, then fair enough. But I don't, I've never gotten the vibes that they're the cast members that had the problem. I respect the fact that if they were the ones that had the problem, they went to the writers and said, look, this makes me uncomfortable. And I respect the fact that the writers then did something about it that I do respect. But as mm. actors, that's your job. You could go from playing someone's brother in a play one week to being cast in a play and that's your husband and you just get on with it. Yeah. As long as it's not your brother in real life, there is no problem. Yeah. yeah, and also the amount of money they were all being paid towards the end. Mm. I'm sure you can get on with it. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd have done it with me, you know, with me tips out if it gave me that much money. I mean, yeah, they're all on, what, a million an episode? Oh, bargain. Yeah. Um, That might be wrong. It might have been a season. No, I think it's an episode. No, I think you're right. I think it was an episode. Yeah, I think it was a million an episode. Um, And I know there was negative feedback from the fans and whatever, but the writers spent three seasons building it up and it kind of became its own little will they won't they kind of thing but he treated her so well and he treated emma so well Uh and it was okay it was nice growth for joey although we dumped him down more too but it was nice growth for joey and it was nice for rachel and they were just cute and i'm gonna be real i liked it more than i like monica and chandler oh wow. oh hello ring a ding that, ding that is a that is a bold statement oh this is the kind of juice <laughs> i like monica and chandler together but between me and you boys monica and richard should have ended up together and that's all i'm gonna okay then okay okay I've, I've, I'm sorry, um, that was really controversial. <laughs> that, that that was very controversial. He has a mustache. No. Oh, it's hard to have a No. I also I I think of Richard every time I see a basset hound. <laughs> <laughs> Not a basset. <laughs> a bassinet. <laughs> you mean like a hound? No. <laughs> I think the baby'd have trouble staying on the dog. <laughs> um. Okay. So. These are probably things that you've probably never even thought about before, but oh, I, ju- I just thought it might be a little bit funny. Just see how, how you feel about uh, these uh, the, these <clears throat> ships with Rachel. Oh, no. So, what am I doing? Ranking from like one to ten? Uh, or I'm, like... I'm just I'm just going to throw some at you, and you just tell me how you feel about them. Okay. Rachel and Chandler. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. love their friendship, yeah. though. Can I just say? I love yeah. their friendship. I love their friendship. Um. And I do love the whole storyline that Ross's first kiss with Rachel wasn't. And that <laughs> it was actually Chandler's first kiss with Rachel. Yeah. And that Ross kissed his sister, but we'll just brush over that bit. Yeah, that, yeah. Yep. Um, okay, next one. Rachel and Monica. I can see it. Mm-hmm. I'm more comfortable with it than Rachel and Chandler. Okay, okay. But I'd be happier with Phoebe. Oh. Interesting, because that was going to be my next one, Rachel and Phoebe. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Okay. Um, two more, just two more to throw at you, and uh, they might even be ones that you had hadn't thought about. So, um, Rachel on her own, so she doesn't end up with anyone. She just fucks off to Paris, her and Emma. Yeah. And you, mean how, you mean how friends should have ended? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, now for my my true true happy ending for <laughs> Rachel. Um, oh God. 
Paolo. Rachel and Gun- <laughs> Rachel and Gunther. Listen. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> As a disclaimer, I'm being very sarcastic, but I just think that'd be fucking hilarious. Listen, I I kind of feel sorry for Gunther, but also you've become a little stalkery, he buddy. Does. Um and just tell her how you feel. If um, you think... don't make a move, you cannot be annoyed when somebody doesn't get the hints that are very, very subtle. Yes. Um, and I think the way she deals with it when he does tell her at the very end is beautiful. She handles that really beautifully. Um, I have no idea what's in your talking about. So it's when... I think it's like the second to last episode where Rachel's told everybody she's going to Paris um, and then Phoebe and Joey are trying to egg Ross on to tell Rachel how she feels. And they're in the coffee house and Rachel's like, okay, I'm just going to go see you later. And before she leaves, Gunther's like, Rachel, before you go, like, I love you kind of thing. And she's like, oh, that's really sweet. Um, and I love you too, but not in the same way. Okay. Or I think she says probably not in the same way though. And then she's like, but whenever I'm going to get a cup of coffee or I see a man I think with hair as bright as the sun, <laughs> then I'll think of you. Aww. And I think, so she does love him, but not in that way. Like in, in, um, in the way you like a pet. Just like in the way you like a friend or yeah. an old colleague, probably. Because, I mean, he was kind of like the seventh friend. Yeah. <laughs> um, so she did deal with it beautifully. Would I have liked them to have potentially explored it? Maybe for like two episodes. Yeah. Not that I feel like creepy stalker men should be given a chance. But also in the same way that... Um, in Like in the same way that Joey genuinely cares about Rachel. I think... Gunther also genuinely cares about her. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it would have been maybe potentially nice to have seen it for like an episode or two, but anything longer than that, no. Okay. Okay. I'm glad you brought up the dumbing down of Rachel because that was something that I wanted to bring up is do you think the characters I can't really word this without sounding biased and making very making it very clear what I think. Okay. Do you think the characters got watered down and became parodies of themselves and seasons went on? Yes. Okay. Well, some of them. Some of them. I'm mostly thinking of Joey when I say that. Yes, I'm thinking Joey and also kind of Rachel because, you know, Rachel's not stupid. No. Mm. She's clearly very intelligent. She's worked her way up to a very high-level position, which you don't get by being stupid mm-hmm. and not having common sense. And I feel like definitely in the last season, potentially the last three, two, three, maybe around the same kind of time we've got the Joey arc starting. But yeah, I just don't like that they dumbed her down. And they mm. really did it with Joey. Yeah. Paper. Like, Snow, a ghost. That <laughs> is funny, though. But also, funny. you can tell how much they dumbed him down. Yeah. Because when they then gave him, not even an intelligent sentence, but like a normal human being kind of sentence, when, again, last episode, when he's saying to Ross about Rachel going, that maybe it's the thing that he needs to get over her. 
because now that they're on different continents and then he looks at phoebe for reassurance and goes is that the right word and then she's like yeah yeah you're good and then he carries on with his meaningful speech to ross about how you know ross could eventually get over her and i'm like no that would have been really nice you didn't need to do that the reason that you've needed to do that is because you made him so thick throughout the last few seasons that you've now need you've now gone oh shit he can't say something intelligent we're gonna need to back it up yeah um but yeah they did kind of ruin joey a little bit which leads me on to another uh point is that continuity seems to be a bit of an issue over the 10 seasons of friends um is that a problem is that a problem in shows like sitcoms where it's not you know a mystery that needs threading together it is just a show about people do you agree does it matter even if it does um i'd say continuity is key mm-hmm. um and the shows can be ruined by lack of continuity mm-hmm. um and also you know if you've written this just go back and watch a previous season please mm-hmm. just go back and watch your own stuff just to know what's happened I'd say mostly Friends does get it right with continuity, but then we just have a couple of things like people's birthdays move. Yeah. I think Ross has like three different birthdays. That's what I was thinking um, of. Most of the fact that Rachel was pregnant with Emma for about 11 months. A year. Um, yeah, it was about a year. <laughs> um, and yeah, because Monica and Chandler get married in the May and by the time... Rachel's heavenly pregnant. We're back in February. We've had Valentine's Day, and I'd say she's probably born in the March. Um, But also the other one is that Rachel and Chandler meet each other for the first time on four separate occasions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So it's things like that, and I think where Friends mostly does get it right with continuity, that when they fuck up, people notice it. Sure. Um, But I'd say mostly... It's right. Okay. I think, unless anybody else can think of anything. Um, I mean, there's the one with, like, when they all turn 30, but I think you touched on their birthdays all changing. Oh, yeah, that everybody's really weird ages. Yeah, and, like, it, it, like they all seemingly turn 30. That Joey... Yeah, this is the thing, that yeah. Joey is always pitched as being the youngest, and he turns 30 before Rachel does. Hmm who should actually have turned 30 around the same kind of time as Monica. So the last one to turn 30 should actually have been Joey. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, there's always my personal favourite. Ross doesn't like ice cream, but we see him eating ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and Chandler not being able to cry. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. We see him cry on multiple occasions. Yeah. Um, uh, various different things. And then in one episode, they're like, I don't cry. Yeah. But you do. So that was kind of the pretty controversial thing with those conversations matter in a sitcom because I thought people debate that quite a lot. Another one that it can be quite controversial. On a level of just looking at it critically, is friends good? And if it isn't, does it matter? Now or then? 
in general, is it a good show or is it just an enjoyable show that brings like nostalgia and comfort? I feel like I have two answers to this. I'd like to hear them both. Then, yes, okay. Friends was a great show. A great show. Now, no, parts of it have aged poorly. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of its selling point these days is probably nostalgia. I sometimes, even sometimes, I know I criticised at the beginning saying that, you know, you can't apply 2021 logic to things from 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. But actually, I don't even think it'd be a stretch to say that if I'd never seen an episode ever before, with the amount of growth I've done over my 27 years on this planet, I don't know if I would enjoy it if I watched it for the first time now. Okay. However, I do know somebody that watched it for the first time last year and did enjoy it. Interesting. But are they around your age? Yes. Yeah, I'm wondering if that's maybe something to do with it, is that maybe if somebody my age or younger watched Mm -hmm. it for the first time now. Because they're normally the kind of people that have a lot to say about it in a negative sort of way. Yeah, I think that's also why I said based on the personal growth that I've done. So moving out to sort of like the cast and the behind the scenes things, I have two sort of points. Point to the first is everybody seems to be really eager, desperate, enthusiastic about a reunion or a movie or a revival. Where do you stand? I don't want it. <laughs> mm. Leave it where it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I am... I have some concerns regarding this reunion that they're doing. Actually I'm one. happy. Yeah, it's being it's been filmed. Ooh. It's done. They've done it. Um, because I'm hoping that it is just going to be a get the six of them sat down talking behind the scenes, maybe clips we've never ever seen before. Mm. I don't want there to be some kind of a. a a mix with that and a well here's what they're up to now I don't want that Mm. I very much agree with the writers when the writers have said for years that they didn't want to reboot it they didn't want to revive it especially when all those other shows came back like Will and Grace and stuff that um what made them interesting was that the target audience for Friends was the same ages that the characters were yeah they were early mid twenties. We left them in their early mid thirties. Nobody wants to now sit and watch a group of what mid mid fifties. Yeah. yeah. Sitting around. I I don't I don't want I don't want anything that potentially ruins how it ended because I do like how it ended. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I don't want to see the. I don't want to know if Monica and Chandler are still together. I don't want to know if Ross and Rachel are still together. I don't want to know what happened with Phoebe and Mike. I don't want to know what's happened with Joey. I just, I want to leave it. And I think with um, things like that, you can um, make your own sort of like headcanon on what you think happened. Like in my head, Phoebe and Mike have like six kids, like loads of kids. Oh yeah, they in my head, they fully achieved their Von Trapp dream. Yeah, and like in my head... This happened, and in like my ideal world, when I think about this, it's probably looks like this, that, and the other. I don't like to be told that that's wrong. Yeah, I just, I don't, I think anything going forward would kind of spoil how it ended. I agree. Um, and I, 
you know, I'm I'm not going to judge anybody that does want it. You know, I'm not going to tell you that they're wrong because, you know, what you want is your belief. But I personally don't want it. But if it happens, I'll be happy for you guys. But I'm probably not going to watch. Well, and we've also seen that just because something was good doesn't mean that, you know, a spin-off or a revival's any good, you know, Joey wasn't critically well-received. I liked Joey. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel like the only person on the planet that did. (laughs) Yeah. I liked it. I had them on DVD. Yeah. Do you think they... Uh, ended Friends in a good place in terms of the amount of scenes they made? Should they have made more? Should they have made less? Um, yes and no. I feel like... That wasn't really a yes or no question. <laughs> um, I feel like ending at 10 seasons, 10 years, it, there's something beautiful about that to me. Mm-hmm. Like that feels kind of like whole and complete. Like we followed them for a decade of their lives. Yeah. Um, and it's shown the stark contrast between being in your mid to late the twenties to being in your mid to late thirties and how your life changes. Sure. But on the other hand, did it potentially go on for a little bit too long? Yes. Mm-hmm. But only by about a season. Okay. Um, But then maybe my problem with that is that season 10 is actually a lot shorter than any of the others. I think we're five, four, five episodes shorter than the other seasons. And the writers have said before that because of that, there were storylines that they just threw out um, and got rid of. And everything feels kind of... I think for me, season 10 feels very rushed. Okay. I feel like everything in season 10 happens very quickly. But then there being four, five, six episodes that never happened would make that make sense. Yeah. Um, So, I don't know. I feel like nine would have been a nice place to end in terms of getting the storyline out there and everything. Obviously, season nine that we know now probably wouldn't be that. Um, Or having the full series ten would also have worked. Sure. Like, I'm happy where it ended. I think ending at 10 was nice. It feels very, like, um, cold. Yeah, following mm. them for a full decade feels nice. Um, but, yeah, I reckon it probably could have ended a little bit earlier. But I think going on any longer would have ruined it. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think that the cast had much of a say in that? Because I often feel like they kind of all really wanted to kind of disassociate themselves from friends and spent, you know, the rest of their career trying not to be seen as mm-mm from friends. Do you kind of get that vibe from the cast? Do you like, I see that? personally feel like it's different for each person. Mm-hmm. I think Friends ending, where it ended was the best thing that could have happened to Jennifer Aniston. Okay, go on. Because it was 2000... I mean, she'd been in films before, but it was around 2003, 2004, where she was suddenly in a lot more. Um, And she was in very high demand. She was obviously married to 
Brad Pitt, quite high profile. So then Friends ending in 2004 opened her up to being available more, mm-hmm. to take on more movies. And then I feel like there was a period between 2004 and like 2008, maybe 10, where Jennifer Aniston was just in everything. Yeah. She was just always around. Um, and uh, so I feel like career-wise, that was probably the best thing that could have happened to for her. Would you say that she's the most successful out of it? Now, yes. Okay. Whereas when it first started, Courtney Cox was the most successful. Yeah. She'd already been in movies. Mm. That's my um, Gail Weathers. <laughs> um, however, I feel like... And this is such a weird thing, because the person I'm about to talk about already has a lot of issues and struggles anyway, and you can't put those on other people. But I feel like Friends ending was the worst thing that could have happened to Matthew Perry. Right. Um... I'm actually I'm gonna put it out there because I feel like he said it as well. I think we're very lucky that we've reached 2021 and he's still alive. Sure. Yeah. Um, and he's made no secret before, and no, neither of the others that when Friends ended, it hit him hardest. Okay, I don't know any of this. Um, so he'd struggled with drug addiction throughout. Yeah. yeah. Friends. I knew that. The run of Friends. Yeah. And the. That's usually why we see him fluctuate in weight. Yeah, that, that's why I get really um, Matthew Perry defensive when people go, well, it makes no sense for Monica to have been fan. That used to be a problem. And then, like, oh, Matthew Perry got bigger in the end. And I'm like, A, first of all, they didn't know that would happen. And B, back off. We'd rather him chubby and sober. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's why he fluctuated a lot. And that he's said as well, and they've all said that after it ended, he relapsed again he went through a really really bad period i think for several years um and he's kind of i think he sorted himself out like he got sober he went to rehab and then he kind of became a bit of a recluse right um you know he's kind of the one you don't really see or hear anything about anymore hey i love them i love 17 again (laughs) we all love 17 again but that was that was a good while after Yeah, yeah yeah um and then he kind of disappeared again and then you see kind of horrible like paparazzi photos of him sometimes um and people are always like oh he's gotten really fat and i'm like just leave him alone yeah um and then like he had to have some serious like life-saving surgery a couple of years ago oh um, was it his pancreas or his intestine it was something he'd had a rupture somewhere um which i don't i i I don't want to say that that was drugs related because I'm not confident. I feel like I have seen somewhere that it was, it could have been, but mm. I feel like it actually just could also be unrelated, so I don't know. Sure, okay. Um, but I feel like it really hit him the hardest, and I'm going to say something really controversial that I know a lot of people don't agree on, mm-hmm. but basing this on photos, videos, and things that he has said in interviews before, I wholeheartedly believe that that man, whether he still is, was very in love with Courtney Cox. Oh. Oh. Okay. Like, there there are photos, places, like, where they've gone out for lunch and stuff, even in recent years, and just the way he looks at her is just so sweet. Yeah. And he's said in interviews before, like, Courtney is his ideal woman. Mm. Right, that... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so then, yeah. Okay. So, you know. 
I wholeheartedly believe that. But I feel like Friends ending was probably the worst thing that could have happened to him. Mm. And I mean, who's to say that none of this would have happened if Friends had carried on for years? But I don't think it helped. I think it would yeah. have made the other cast members a bit more miserable, though. Yeah. And it's kind of like, yeah. do, do you make them more miserable to make him happy? Sort of moral dilemma. Yeah. They were all kind of ready. Like I said, Jennifer was obviously ready. David had kind of more taken a role towards... Melman. Direct... Yes, directing and producing, um, and it's made no secret that he wanted to explore that more. I think Lisa was probably ready as well. Yeah. I think she's the oldest. She is, yeah. Yeah, um, I think she was ready. Um, Matt LeBlanc, I've got no idea. I think he was just happy to be there. Yeah. I think... I'm going to say he was probably least reluctant, yeah. uh, least hesitant to go, mm. uh, the most hesitant to go even, sorry, because of Joey happening afterwards. Yeah, I feel like if they turned around and said... We want to reboot Friends with the entire cast. Matt, the only one that would go, yes! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. There was a question that doesn't really fit in here, but I thought of it, like, literally just a minute ago. And I can't remember what it reminded me of. And other than this, I've only got one little ending point to end on a little fun note. But mm. going back to what we were saying about, like, the representation of, like, a friendship group and whatever... Um, and the things that friends did positively in terms of the relationships that they have outside of the friend group so um, the people they hook up with the boyfriend the girlfriend the many wives of Ross Geller (laughs) how do we sort of feel about the way that it was kind of just accepted that the women and the men approach relationships in the same way and that was kind of portrayed as it being okay because I feel like for the 90s especially I'm not gonna say it was progressive because it's friends but the fact that you know Monica and Phoebe basically had a different boyfriend every episode was cool I really like that okay mm. I've always really liked that and that they didn't make fun of each other yeah and there was no sort of, oh, it's alright for the men to do it, but we can't do it kind of thing. Um, yeah. I, no, I really liked it, and I think it was dealt with really well, and it was just normal. Yeah. Because it is normal. That yeah. is what happens. Yeah, the fact, um, that, the fact that they could go on a date with someone, you know, four or five times, and then be like, do you know what, this isn't for me. You don't see that enough on the telly. No, you're led to believe that it's like you go on a date with somebody once, oh, it didn't work out, or you date them and then you're with them for like three years and then they either get married or it didn't work out. Yeah. There, I, there's no middle ground. Yeah, I like seeing like casual dating on TV. Yeah, normalise it because it is normal. It, everybody does it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. To finish off, I have some fun for you. Were well, they on a break? No. Okay. And I need to explain. <laughs> I wish you would. No. Well, no. No. They weren't. Because, okay, he hadn't listened to it, but Rachel had already left that voicemail. But, regardless of whether they were or they weren't, Ross's actions were still highly inappropriate. Yes. And open up a big can of worms into trust issues because they had been broken up for approximately four hours and he had moved on to somebody else. Yeah. 
Um, so I, I do kind of feel like sometimes the whole were they on a break or not question kind of redundant. It doesn't matter. That bit, that bit doesn't matter. It's the time. Yeah. But um, and it, and it's also kind of like saying, hey, maybe we should do this. That isn't deciding that they should do it. Just because you say I want to go on holiday to Spain doesn't mean the plane's booked. Yeah. And I would also say no as well from the point of view that Rachel posed it as a question to talk about. This is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was a discussion topic and Ross being Ross threw it and went, All right, bye Um and just left. So no, but the question is redundant and I see both their arguments in for the rest of the fucking run of the show when they're like we were on a break no we weren't blah, 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 blah. i see both their arguments yeah. but nobody ever brings up within the show or really outside of the show that it doesn't matter yeah. ross's behavior was still awful yeah and either way rachel's perfectly right to be upset about it yeah and i suppose the best way to apply it is to your real life like if Mitch and I had had this really big fight mm. and it would have to be massive for us to turn around and go, okay, let's take some space away from each other. But, and then one of us went and slept with somebody else that same night, that would be marriage over for me because what is there to save? Mm. And that if the other party in your relationship has been given this, quotation marks, freedom, and I use that in quotation marks because, you know, you should still do whatever you want in a relationship apart from... The things that you well, that you that you agree on, okay? Yeah, boundaries. Yeah, um, and agreed upon boundaries. Mm. That if you've then gone off and done that, my mentality would be: well, how long have you wanted to do that? Sure. And the copy place girl is uh, mentioned very early on. <laughs> she she's mentioned a good six or seven episodes before the event happens. Mm. Um. But yeah, so it doesn't matter whether they're on a break. Personally, I don't think they were. But for me, it's more about Ross's behaviour. I Yeah, I can see that. Um, Mitch, I know this is kind of Ellen's show, but mm-hmm. we haven't heard much through this episode. So were they on a break? See, initially I was going to say, yes, they were, but that doesn't excuse Ross's actions. But after what Ellen said, that actually, no, it, it was... It was opening up to another talking point you know where you know do they need to take a break from each other it wasn't just a let's take a break and then fuck off yeah. it was very much we we should talk about this we need to talk about our relationship because this is you know it, it, it this is a really bad situation we're in and we need to evaluate it yeah and it but ross's actions frankly disgust me <laughs> big mood also just say as well that i don't think it would have been well it still would have been bad but i still don't think it would have been anywhere near as bad if he'd have just outright told her oh yeah yeah it was keeping it was getting back together it was keeping it a secret for what was it a day two days however many days yeah something like that um and not telling her and letting her find out from somebody else and okay gunther clearly took great delight in telling her (laughs) but yeah, if he'd have just said, yeah, okay, we'll get back together, just so you know, this happened. Yeah. It didn't mean anything. I'm really, really sorry. I was drunk. I was sad. Whatever he wants to use as his pathetic little excuse. It would have then potentially been a 
bit better, but probably not massively. But that's Ross all over, because if he'd have turned around at the beach and gone, I'm really sorry, I wanted to make sure I was reading your letter thoroughly, and because I was doing that, it was already late, I was taking my time, I haven't actually finished it, because I've got to admit I fell asleep, I'm really sorry, do you want to go back up to bed and I'll read the rest of this, and I'll come and see you? That would solve so many fucking problems. Instead yeah. of lying. Yeah. That, that's, a, that's the thing with Ross, is that he will always lie to get out of a situation because he doesn't want to look like the bad guy, but ultimately it makes him come across as much worse than he really is. Mm-hmm. Then. You fell asleep. You fell asleep. <laughs> Let's turn it back around on you, Meg. Yeah? Were they on a break? Um. No. But... I've always been kind of in the thing of, well, even if they were, it doesn't matter because you don't do that. Yeah. So, but yeah. We're all on the same page. We're all on the same page. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Watched It, Mr. Skipped It. We'll be back on Thursday with our next episode of The Desperate Housewives, your regular scheduled programming. In the meantime, you can find us at Watched It, Missed It, Skipped It on Instagram or at We're Missy Podcast on Twitter. That's W-I-M-I-S-I Podcast. And if you want, you can email us at watcheditmisseditskipped at gmail.com. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, then please remember to like, rate, and subscribe. And don't forget to tell your friends, your brother, your mum, your nan, your sisters, uncles, aunties, brothers, nephews. Make sure you tell your friends. Friends. Thank you. Wapa! <laughs> <laughs> Bye! Bye. Bye.